So we're going squatching. We're going squatching, bitches. You made it. Thank you for joining us. You're welcome. I am Josh. I continue to be Lennon. And this is Don't Touch My Sasquatch. Here we explore controversial topics with energy and a good laugh. We're two guys that have a love and passion for these topics. Things you may have heard of, but may not know the full story of yet. We're here to tell you these stories, share our opinions, and let you come to your own conclusions. We'll do the research so you don't have to. On last week's episode, we discussed in detail the flying saucer that crashed 75 miles outside of Roswell, New Mexico. On this week's episode, we discuss an ex-physicist who became a civilian ufologist and his research on the Roswell incident. We also dive into some potential secret government programs that were created as a result of that flying saucer crash. Did the government launch a disinformation campaign and cover up a UFO crash? A new spy plane, or was it simply just a weather balloon that had fallen on a remote ranch in New Mexico? Now sit back, relax, put those tinfoil hats on as we dive into the Roswell Incident Part 2, Cosmic Watergate. Bow! Bum, bum, bum. Cheers, mate. Cheers, bruv. Hi, bruv. I'm, I'm saluting a... I'm saluting a uh, <laughs> A camera that nobody's going to see. We're just practicing right now. <laughs> oh, that's great. Mmm, delicious. <laughs> you should try some of this. What is this? You should watch the video content that is not out yet. Uh, back into uh, a brief apology to all listeners uh, <laughs> from the Lennon department. Uh-oh. Uh, Lennon is being plagued with sinus issues and or allergies. Um the congestion and stuffiness is duly noted and apologized for. You wrote that down, didn't you? I swear to God, I didn't. No? Did it sound good? Because it, it was right good. off the top of my head. It was beautiful. Thank you were just staring either at the camera or at well, your computer. Well, now this is what I'm looking at now. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't want to apologize to you. <laughs> well, you should. I'm the one that said it. The sniffles out. <clears throat> well, thank you for that apology to the people. That they really won't hear the sniffles, but you might sound a little bit like that. I do sound nasally. You do. Congested. <laughs> That's about it. But I don't sound like them. <laughs> Excellent. We are touching on part two, as you said, of the Roswell incident. As touching you all it. over that. <laughs> like Wilkerson touched Allen. Just grabbed him, right? Oh, there. that's the people we talked yes. about. Yes. There it. you go. Yeah, so last week we ended by talking about um, Stanton Freeman and how he interviewed (laughs) interviewed Jesse Marcel Sr. Oh, I see what you did there. Interview Marcel (laughs) Interval. Yeah, I like it. I'm glad you got it. I'm going to interminate. I'm going to interminate. I'm going to And a Lennon, you. (laughs) Anyway. All right. (laughs) <laughs> so good so, so who was Stanton Freeman um, I'll tell you <laughs> I didn't know if you are pulling a me and the I voices was. are talking or <laughs> Stanton Freeman hold on a second I'll fucking tell you who he is Stanton Freeman was born in Elizabeth New Jersey on July 29th of 1934 
Friedman worked for 14 years as a nuclear physicist, starting in 1956 at General Electric. He would continue to work for companies such as Aerojet, General Nucleonics, General Motors, Westinghouse, TRW Systems, and McDonnell Douglas, where he worked on classified nuclear projects like advanced aircraft and even nuclear applications for power plants in space. That's awesome. Cray, cray. In 1970, he left his career as a nuclear physicist to pursue a career as a civilian investigator into UFOs. And looking up and down and all around. <laughs> he gave lectures at more than 600 colleges as well as many other professional groups internationally. He published over 80 papers on the subject and even gave testimony at, a congre- at congressional hearings and appeared at the United Nations twice. Boo. I appeared. <laughs> he unappeared. Undisappeared. Un- 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 <laughs> oh, my God. Josh, please. Remember Negative Day? Did you ever do that when you were a kid? What? <laughs> the hell is Negative Day? You never did that when you were a kid? No, what is Negative Day? <laughs> Maybe it was Opposite Day. <laughs> I remember Opposite Day. <laughs> we're just going to go around being negative today. How's your day? <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> I was thinking opposite day. Did you get good grades today? No, they're all laughs. <laughs> Did you get good grades today? Yeah. <laughs> That's my opposite day. Negative day. <laughs> I swear to I'm going to go jump off a bridge. <laughs> I thought it was called negative day. I forgot. Nothing is going to go right for me. Anyway, opposite day. Un- ah, yes. Un- undisappeared. Yes. I've done opposite day. Undisappeared. Negative day. <laughs> I don't know why the fuck. I want a, I want a hat that now says negative day. <laughs> a, I don't know why I thought it was called negative day. But oh, it stuck God. in my head. I swore it was right. In 1978, Friedman. <laughs> Friedman. 1978, Friedman interviewed Jesse Marcel Sr. on the events that transpired in 1947. I don't know why I thought Jesse the Body Ventura. <laughs> I don't know who that is. It's a wrestler who's a turned to a governor in Minnesota for a while. Oh wow, that's yeah. I'm that's why Minnesota's so fucked up. Love you, Minnesota. Kidding. I, I want the Rock to run for president. You think he will though? No, but you I really think want him in there. Yes, he would rip the gate off the fucking White House. If yeah, he no Kevin Hart off. would be his vice president. <laughs> Little pocket pal, <laughs> his pocket pal, Kevin Hart. <laughs> Can I have a Kevin Snick? <laughs> For anybody who hasn't oh, seen that video, God. it's worth a watch. It really is. <laughs> they're, they're just a cute couple together, all right? During this interview with yes. Marcel, Marcel told him that the debris that he found that night was, ah. in fact, not actually of this world. And the government told him to keep quiet about it. Did you hurt yourself? I pinched my nut. <laughs> hey, wouldn't that have? <laughs> 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 I'm sorry for the ow. I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> okay. It, it, it was just like ow. Was yeah, those are never fun. <clears throat> was it one of the roll things? It it was yeah. it hurts. Uh, yeah. You get that on the big jazz. Well, and you're fucking horse cock Johnson over here, you know. <laughs> In the readings and videos that I watched uh to research and the readings of videos that I watched researching while researching is that was the most aggressive head movement you ever to research. <laughs> anyway, mm. in the videos and things I read, I did 
uh, come across somewhere that Marcel said that the debris he was pictured with was not the same debris he recovered prior. Mm-hmm. I know I stumbled across somewhere, and when I was looking everywhere for it, I couldn't find it again because there was just so much shit I went through. Yeah, we get that when we researched. Yes. A lot. Yes. A lot. A lot. Yes. After the interview with Marcel, Friedman talked to other witnesses, and in 1980, Charles Bertolitz and William Moore published the book The Roswell Incident based off of Friedman's research. And they just, and they uh, uh, concluded <laughs> that there was a cover-up. Uh, I tried to get the book to read for this, but it was paperback or hardcover only. There was no online editions, and it was made... Published in 1980, as I said. Mm-hmm. So getting my hands on it in a short span was not an option, like I was hoping. But in this book, nope, in a different book. Ah, okay. Flying Saucers and Science by Stan Friedman. Mm-hmm. He says that he first became interested in UFOs in 1958. He began lecturing in 1967, but he never actually saw one himself. Direct quote from him is... A direct quote from him. I have never seen a flying saucer, and I have never seen an alien. But remember, I chased neutrons and gamma rays for a lot of years as a physicist and never saw one of them either, he told Canadian Press in 2007. And on May 13th of 2019, Friedman unfortunately died of a heart attack in the Toronto Pearson Airport. Heart attack. Right. For some reason, there was a prick in his ass, too. I don't know what that was. It's his pocket pal. <laughs> Kevin Hart. Nom, 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 nom. <laughs> Stan Freeman, mm-hmm. uh, before he passed away in 1989, an episode of Unsolved Mysteries aired on the Roswell. Uh, incident? incident. There's the word. Cosmic water game. <laughs> no. um, so he was a consultant to the episode. Right. Um, at the end of those episodes, if anyone's seen the show, they flash like a hotline number and shit. Um, for it was actually call. his number. <laughs> <laughs> Got bombarded with dick pics. <laughs> oh my God. Wow, that's an impressive one. That's impressive. Didn't know they could bend that way. <laughs> Peroni's disease. <laughs> Shout Bringing out. it back. It's a circle. <laughs> it's a circle. Um. So, Glenn Dennis. Yes, I remember Glenn. He's the mortician, right? Yes, we talked briefly about him last episode. Now, Glenn Dennis had an incredible story. So, after watching the episode of Unsolved Mysteries, he called the hotline and shared his story. He claimed that in 1947, when he was 22, he was working as a mortician and remembers getting calls from the airbase in July about small child-sized coffins, which we talked about, which you touched on. Yep, I just mentioned that. I didn't get the story. Now, the rest of the phone calls he got was um, he was being asked about embalming procedures for bodies exposed to the elements for days at a time. Interesting. Yes. He also claimed that he had witnessed strange activity at the base in July, in July of 1947. Gotcha. And was ordered to leave after an encounter with a hysterical army nurse who later confided in him that she had helped doctors perform autopsies on strange, small-looking bodies. She was transferred off of the base to England shortly after their exchange. He would later learn that she was killed in a plane crash. Wow, we got a bunch of people that just mysteriously die again. Right. You know what's cool? What? Uh, that little tidbit. I kind of touch on that in the uh, my part when I'm going to talk about. Which one? Majestic 12. 
the uh, autopsies? Uh, the four bodies, autopsies, uh, decomposed cause for days in the sun and all that. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of cool how they correlate, or not correlate, but they connect. Uh, connect. Yeah. In this, uh, <clears throat> what the government labels very aggressively, bogus document. <laughs> aggressively, like... Bogus. Yeah, yeah, is that what you were saying? Yeah, you sent me Remember I sent you the picture? Just bogus written right across bogus. the whole fucking thing. Bogus. <laughs> bogus. Bogus. You know what? It, it says bogus. It must not be real. It's got to be bogus. Another witness, Gerald Anderson. Mr. Anderson. Oh, what the fuck's that from? Give me a minute. I know you're joking. Please tell me you're joking. No, I, it's on the tip of my tongue. Dude, you think we live in this? Yes, 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 yes. yes. The Matrix. It took me a minute. <laughs> Mr. Anderson. It's, it's a good Hugo Weaving. <laughs> I prefer, I, you know, my, never mind. No, no. Talk. No, no talk. <laughs> I was to say, uh, one of my favorite movies of his is V for Vendetta. It's fucking amazing, phenomenal. I have never seen it. <gasps> Dude, it's so good. I believe you. I'm I'm not disputing. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, Gerald Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, we'll stick with with uh, Mr. Anderson. <laughs> as as uh, we said that Friedman was a consultant on the 89 episode of Unsolved Mysteries. Don't know why I felt the need to read that twice. Well, you just want to drill home the point. Yes. For the next witness. Gerald Anderson. So after the episode, he called the hotline to explain to them that part of the reenactment was wrong and that the shape of the disc was different than what it actually was. Yes, instead of a flying saucer, like two hubcaps on top of each other, it was a sa- it was in the shape of a banana. Bent. Bent. <laughs> <laughs> Long <laughs> shaft. <laughs> I, you've never watched The Office, have you? No. Fuck. Okay, but you get the gist of how they do the camera thing. Yeah. They're followed around by a documentary crew. I'm looking forward to if this video format thing takes off. Mm-hmm. Just doing um, when stuff happens in the show. Yeah, yeah. Stuff happens in the show. They'll just go <laughs> to the camera. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Oh, my head really hurts off. They got to me. <laughs> I know too much. Yes. You get that on the big he jobs. He claimed. Mm-hmm. What he claim? That in 1947, when he was five, he was out rock hunting and stumbled upon the wreckage of the craft with the rest of his group. Mm. Now, he also... Wait, he was rock climbing at five? Rock hunting. Oh, I'm so sorry. I thought you said rock climbing. No. I wasn't listening. So Friedman was excited about these claims. So he arranged a meeting with Anderson and a therapist to interview him and, and conduct hypnosis to help recover memories of the incident. Yes, sir. Cursor. That's what I'm doing. Oh, no. Hypnotizing. I'm hypnotizing you. Um, a direct quote from him is that we all went up to a large silver disc. There were three creatures, three bodies lying on the ground three. underneath. Hold on. Okay, so, okay. Sorry. My apologies. Let me finish! I jumped the fucking gun! <laughs> I jumped the fucking gun. You said it so clear and quiet. <laughs> it's the quietest yell I've ever heard in my life. Oh. There, uh, there were three creatures. <laughs> okay. Three bodies lying on the ground underneath this thing in the shade. Two weren't moving, and the third one was obviously having trouble breathing, like when you have broken ribs. 
There was a fourth one. There we go. That apparently had been giving first aid to the others. Uh, what do you call him, Fud? No, Fud. His airway tube is not down there. <laughs> so him. well, it depends. If if Fud survived this crash, he would have to go back to the other alien because he needs to abduct Travis with mud and spud or whatever the fuck. They're Judd, doing. Spud, Fud, and Dud. <laughs> Uh, Hell, Dud was the one that was already dead. Yeah, he was a dud. Anderson also claimed that some short time after, the military showed up and escorted everyone away, telling them to forget what they saw. You didn't see anything. You didn't see anything. This is is not the craft you're looking for. It is not. You do not want to summon any death sticks. (laughs) (laughs) So after they left, he he was asked, like, oh, why did you tell anybody about this? He goes, the fuck am I going to walk up to someone on the street and tell them? Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Five-year-olds making stories up. What a great imagination you have. So he kept that secret until the episode of Unsolved Mysteries. So Unsolved Mysteries was, uh, what's the word? Pivotal. Ah, there it is. To receiving two of the best claims of witness accounts from. That's really cool that the mortician one comes in that one too. Right. So that's a double, double neck, double hit. It was a double hit. It was a double nick. <laughs> I don't know what that is, but I'm enjoying it. I was going to say a notch, but uh, I, I stopped because, like, double notch. What the fuck? Right. Got a day. notch on my belt. I mean, we're not having sex with them. Oh, God. Go ahead. Your turn. <laughs> <laughs> to have sex or I passed the football talk. to you. Oh, and I caught it. Ha-ha. Football. <laughs> <laughs> football. Well, another thing that was... Uh, it's controversial, but helped to uncover some of the secrets. And was uh, a document called the Majestic Twelve. Mm, now deal. we're gonna kind of touch on some of the preliminary things to kind of give a warning, and then we'll go through the actual document. What's in there? All yeah. the fun, interesting details. Focus, but that that made it hard to read some words. So, earthquake. Hmm? See, so the Majestic Twelve. The concept originated in a series of supposed leaked government, secret government documents, first circulated by ufologists in 1948, or, sorry, 1984. Upon examination, the Federal Bureau of Investigation, also known as the FBI. Oh, I've heard of them. Yeah, I know those people. Declared the document to be, in quotes, completely bogus. Oof. And they really made you know they thought it was bogus, by the way. And many ufologists consider them to be in a... Sorry, not them. Yes. All right. And many ufologists consider the Majestic 12 documents to be an elaborate (laughs) hoax. Majestic 12 remains popular among some UFO conspiracy theorists, and the concept has appeared in popular culture, including television, film, and literature. Now, ufologists who we just kind of touched... Who you just kind of touched on... Uh, Stanton Freeman and his colleague Bill Moore mm-hmm. say that they later received an anonymous message that led them to the uh, to what is now called the Cutler Twinning Memo. Now, I didn't actually look for this because I didn't know if you were touching but you on it. I couldn't find it because I couldn't find half the shit that everybody no. talked about. I, I didn't look, I'm going to be honest. Uh, I wasn't sure what your notes had. I knew you were talking about Stanton Freeman and I didn't, Friedman. And I didn't look into your notes because I just was pressed for time. Yeah, Sorry. It's fine, it's fine, it's fine. So we didn't really touch on that. Nope. But it's said to be written by Eisenhower's assistant, Robert Cutler, 
to general twinning and contain references to Majestic 12. This is widely views, viewed as a forgery and part of the hoax. Mm-hmm. A man named Richard Dotty, I also like to call him Dick Dotty, just because it rolls off the tongue. Dick Dotty. Dick Dotty. Sort of like connect. Connect the dots? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, there we go. <laughs> dick. <laughs> uh, his dick is connecting the dots. I got what you're putting like there. Like a bingo dot <laughs> paint thing. Bingo! <laughs> so, Richard Dotty, a.k.a. Dick Dotty. I call him a I call him a.k.a. Dick Dotty. <laughs> a.k.a. I refer, him to, refer to him as Dick Dotty. Told filmmaker Linda Moulton Howe, which you discussed on episode 19, Ancient Aliens. Yep. He told her that MJ-12, or Majestic 12, uh-huh. also known as MJ-12, was true and showed her unspecified documents to prove the existence of small gray humanoid aliens originating from the Zeta, Reticula, sorry, Zeta Reticuli star system. He later said he would show Howell footage of the of UFOs, in an interview with an alien being, but uh, no footage ever materialized. And because no footage ever materialized, it uh, s- led to some disagreements and distrust within the UFO ufology community over the authenticity of the MJ-12. Mm-hmm. With some being accused of being part of the hoax and others being labeled as disinformation agents. We will touch on disinformation dis- we will touch on disinformation and disinformation agents later near the end of the episode. Uh-huh. Um, so if you're wondering what the hell those are, we'll touch on it. Nice. Now, on, on May 31st, 1987, close to uh, the birth of a Roman god over here, <laughs> close to the birth of your Greek god, Josh. Uncle. Oh, that's uncle to you, bitch. Uh, so, not even the cool one, just the dude with the wings on his feet. <laughs> just kidding. I am not Hermes. I'm so proud of you for knowing that. I'm Hercules. Well, he was a demigod, so go ahead. <laughs> Anyways, well, as we discussed later, one of my parents is from outer space. So, <gasps> yeah, really, it's it, it would, yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. Crashed in uh, 1947 in New Mexico. She wasn't yeah. born in 47. Hmm? She wasn't born in 47. No. <laughs> But she's ageless. Haven't you noticed? She doesn't age. That's true. She just gets more and more beautiful. So May 31st, 1987, Timothy Good said he was bad. No. <laughs> Sorry. Pick it. Make up your fucking mind. <laughs> Timothy Good said he was in possession of a 1950s era UFO document of a secret committee of 12. Now, here are the members. Dick dump. <laughs> We're going to do a dick dump. <laughs> but it's Dick Dotty. <laughs> Here are the members. You got Admiral Roscoe Hillencoder. Hillencoder. This name is crazy. I don't know how to say it, but Hillencoder. Yeah, that sounds right. He was the first director of the CIA, which was created by the National Security Act of 1947. You have Dr. Vannevar Bush. Of the Bush family? Yeah, he, he makes beans. Uh, <laughs> oh, you went with the other bush. I went with the beans, didn't? Yeah, like the... Never mind. President or the beans? What are you doing? 
No, no I was talking about presidential Bush. For okay. Yes. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You went with the other Bush. Yeah. <clears throat> but then you said Bush, and it kind of made me laugh. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> Chuck. So Vandevar Bush. It's a good you, He headed the U.S. Office of Scientific Research and Development, or the OSRD, during World War II. He had Secretary James Forrestal. He was the first U.S. Secretary of Defense. He died on May 22nd, 1949, which is like in the beginning of this uh, Majestic 12. Uh-huh. And he was replaced in the Majestic 12 by, in 1950 by General Walter Smith, which I'll touch on him later. You have General Nathan Twinning, uh, Army, 1915 to 1947, and Air Force, 1947 to 1960. Really didn't have much other than that on him, uh-huh. but that's that. Senator <laughs> Senator Hoyt Vanderberg, sounds very German. He was an Air Force general in 1899 to 1954, and he was the second director of Central Intelligence. Not yes. the CIA. I A just yeah, central, central intelligence. intelligence. Okay. C A C I C. It's all right. Uh, we can't all be smart as you. <laughs> central intelligence. C A. What? How do you spell intelligence? <laughs> well, you shit. have Doctor Detlev Bronk. Detlev you- Shrimp. <laughs> President of John Hopkins University, 1949 to 1943. President of the National Academy of Science, 1950 to 1962. You had Dr. Jerome Hunsaker. He was the chairman of the National Advisory Committee for Aeronautics, NACA, during World War II. You have Sidney Sowers, or Swowers, S-U, Chuck, S-O-U-E-R-S. This one I had trouble with even. S-O-U-R-E-S. S-O-U-E-R-S. Sours? 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 We're going to go with sours. 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 I'm going to go with sours. We don't want to put them down with sewers. Oh, that is a bad one. Yeah. So the first director of the Central Intelligence, the CI, in 1946, he was in charge of the new Central Intelligence Group, the CIG, Na 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 na! It's the motherfucking CIG. C I double G. Yeah, I know. Sing <laughs> <Same> dog. <laughs> you have Gordon Gray. He's a government official during Truman, nineteen forty-five to nineteen fifty-three, and Eisenhower, nineteen fifty-three to nineteen sixty-one, and he was associated with defense and national security. You have Donald Menzel, first theoretical astronomer and astrophysicist in the U.S. He discovered the chemistry of stars, the atmosphere of Mars, and the natural... Sorry. It sounded like I was going to start rapping. <laughs> and the nature of gaseous nebula. He discovered the chemistry of stars, the atmosphere of Mars, <laughs> and the nature of the gases. <laughs> natural gases of nebula. You have General Robert Montagu. Montag, I'm going to say Montag. General Robert Montag, Deputy Commander of Fort Bliss with jurisdiction over the White Sands Missile Range at the time of Roswell. Many believe he was made aware of the spacecraft crash near Roswell or that he had a hand in covering up the evidence. Yeah. You have Dr. Lloyd Berkner. He's an American physicist and an engineer. And then the replacement to... 
James Forstall. Al Roker. <laughs> How'd you know? <laughs> Walter Smith. General Walter Smith. <clears throat> What's What I love is I just looked back in my notes to figure out what the name was. If I just read the rest of the name, it says replacement for Forstall. Anyways, he was the fourth director of Central Intelligence. So we have the first, second, and fourth. Third one, uh... He just he said, nah, thanks, man. He said, nah, I don't roll to see Good it. dog. So the Majestic 12 is a supposed top-secret research and development intelligence operation around the time of Roswell. Roswell. The document, which was... Ha- bleh, the document, which has bogus <laughs> written all over it, has been considered real by some. The government considers it a hoax, obviously. And some think it's a form of disinformation or cover-up from UFOs and spy planes. Or spy planes. Oh, so just a just a catch-all for mm-hmm. cover-upness. Basically, yeah. yeah. For something. Anything and everything. Yeah. So some think it's real, some think it's just a cover-up, and some think it's just a bogus hoax. Hoax. So everything that follows is information off the actual document. Okay. So the best I could read it, because like I said... It was... It was pretty tough to black black uh, sharpie all over. As you said, well, it wasn't black sharpie all over. It was just remember it was just bogus written all the way across the document. Yeah, it was so where, sharpie. yeah, with a black sharpie, yes, but with, where the uh, writing is, some of the words are covered. I had to kind of you had piece my, it together. You had I had to using use that my, thing we talked about, the brain. <laughs> sure. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, the thing we talked about where you can autocomplete the sentences in your head with just the letters. No, I'm just kidding. Yes. <laughs> so it starts on July. Nope. July not. July not. <laughs> it starts on June 24th, 1947. A civilian pilot was fly- was flying over the Cascade Mountains in Washington State. The unnamed pilot saw nine flying disc-shaped aircraft traveling in formation at a high rate of speed. This was not the first known sighting of such objects, but... It was the first to gain widespread attention in public media. Mm. Kenneth Arnold. Yes. What followed was many sightings of similar objects in the sky. Many of these sightings came from credible military and civilian sources. Again, this is all in the document, so I'm not just kind of winging this. Right. (laughs) These sightings and reports resulted in independent efforts by many different elements of the military to learn the nature, the purpose, to learn the nature and purpose of the objects in the interest of national defense. There have been many unsuccessful attempts to utilize aircraft to pursue reported discs in flight. Public reaction bordered on near hysteria at times. Oh my God, what is that? (laughs) (laughs) Despite these efforts, little of substance was learned about the objects in question. That was until a local rancher reported that one had crashed in the remote section of the New Mexico desert, about 75 miles northwest of Roswell Army Air Force Base. Air Base. Yes. Yeah, I didn't mean to say force. It's okay. It wasn't the force yet. I find your lack of faith disturbing. (laughs) At least I didn't sound like an idiot. Yeah. Oh, wait, I always do. <laughs> you did have a British accent. Though, <laughs> <laughs> okay. July 7th, 1947. Again, 75 miles northwest, Roswell, New Mexico. Of was... Roswell, New Mexico. God damn it. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it was that it's a chair. 
A secret operation began to recover a wreckage of an object for further scientific study. During the recovery, serial is not... I don't think that's the word I wanted. <laughs> Several <laughs> Cheerios were found at the crash site. Also, Fruit Loops is just the first known occurrence Son of, of a Fruit bitch. Loops. Uh, I would love to blame that on the autocorrect, but I think that was just the late night study. <laughs> just getting sick of reading this document. During the recovery, several reconnaissance discovered that four, seven. No, it is serial. Hold on. It is serial reconnaissance. I was right. Okay. During the recovery, serial reconnaissance discovered that four small human-like beings had recovered, had apparently ejected from the craft at the point before it exploded. Yes. All four of the bodies were badly decomposed due to predators and exposure to the elements during the one-week time period. One-week time period between crash and discovery of the bodies. So, with that one sentence, it's already confirmed two of the other um, eyewitness accounts that I had. Mm -hmm. Cool. Uh, It also... Now, when you said the five-year-old... I forgot his name. I'm so sorry. Glenn... Gerald Anderson. Gerald... Not Glenn Davis. That was the first one. Gerald Anderson. Yes. So, when... uh, when Mr. Anderson was five and he saw the bodies, it was uh, there was no military around, right? Uh, not at first, but then they ushered him off site, out of the crash site. Interesting, because I don't think the living one trying to resuscitate everybody would still be alive a week later. Like, you know what I'm saying? It wouldn't have just been right. like, I'm just going to sit here. That was the only thing. <laughs> I'll wait. I'll wait. It's fine. <laughs> uh, hitchhike? No? Anybody? <laughs> so, Yeah. But still, it's four bodies that were found. This one was a week time period, one week time period between crash and discovery. A special scientific team took over the removal of the bodies for study. Wreckage from the craft is removed in several different locations. I'm guessing I I misread that. Removed two several (laughs) different locations. My bad. Military and civilian witnesses were debriefed and reporters were given the effective cover story that it was a misguided weather balloon, research balloon. That's what they always say. <laughs> it's, it's amazing that it's always a weather balloon. Well, it started with this, and that was the jo- where the joke came from. Yeah. Do they always do that, though? Uh, it's the... Yeah. Rhetorical. Yeah, no, sorry. <laughs> I'm kidding with you. I'll I'll just sh- sit over here. <laughs> <laughs> you just keep looking beautiful. 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 (laughs) A short-term analytical effort organized by General Twinning and Dr. Bush on direct orders from the president resulted in a preliminary consensus that the disc was most likely a short-range reconnaissance craft. It's pretty cool. That's cool. I was about to say, you're just going to look at me? (laughs) (laughs) That means there's a mothership somewhere around. Well, Giorgio would say it's circling the sky, or the uh, globe. He does believe that. (laughs) The stone tablet said this. Could it have been referencing a spaceship in... (laughs) A mothership in the upper atmosphere? Uh, Giorgio, they were talking about writings. Yeah, it's a mothership up there. It actually mentions... A uh, uh, earth in the ground dwelling animal. Yeah, they're the lizard people. Nope, it's a mothership. <laughs> I tell you. <laughs> I tell you what. Uh, an analysis of the four dead bodies was arranged by Dr. Bronk. The conclusion of the analysis concluded. 
<laughs> oh, that was good. <laughs> that Alright, the conclusion of the analysis concluded that even though these creatures looked human-like, the biological and evolutionary process resu- responsible for their development has apparently been quite different from those observed or putulated in human homo or potulated in homo sapiens. Now that word I didn't even know was a word. Postulated? P O E T U L A T E D. It was a clear word. This is how it was spelled. I'm wondering now, if it's postulated. Well, I looked looked up the word spelled yeah. just like that and it says it suggests or assume the existence, fact, or truth of something as a base as a basis for reasoning, discussion, or belief. So okay. actually so is a word. Is a I word. just don't know how to say Never it. Mind. I'm not the best at the Whedon. <laughs> <laughs> now, I think you'll like this one because you, you talk about this all the time. Dr. Bronk suggested the term the name. extraterrestrial biological entities or... EB. Yes, sir. EBs. Yes. Be adopted as the standard term of reference for these creatures until such time as a more definitive resig- Cooperate. I lost my spot. <laughs> more definitive resignation can be agreed upon. Nice. Um, EB. Mm-hmm. Not just the term, but the name EB. Yes. Uh, was actually supposedly the fourth alien that survived, and he apparently supposedly helped the government for years and years till he died of old age. That I, you know, what I honestly didn't know that. It's fascinating. Yes. It's again That's that why I always talk layer. I, right. Whenever I talk about EB, it's not the term; it's him, EB, because there's a few different stories I'm sure we'll talk about someday, but that he helped the government with. I I, I want to do. Uh, I think Bob Lazar even talked about EB. I want to do uh, Roswell Part 3, EB. Yeah, EB. Just kidding. No, we're not doing that. No, we're not. Since it is virtually certain that these crafts did not originate on Earth, considerable speculation has centered around what their point of origin might be and how they got here. Yes. Look, you're going to say something. Dr. Menzel, considered to be considered it more likely that they were beings from another solar system entirely. There were numerous examples of a form of writing found on the wreckage. Efforts to decipher these have remained largely unsuccessful. It then says, refer to attachment E. I said, wish we could see attachment E. (laughs) Got this bogus document, but you couldn't include the, you know, attachments? Yeah, those are bogus too. Well, if they're bogus, at least show them. I would love to see these hieroglyphs. I mean, uh, writings. Well, Jesse Marcel Jr. Mm-hmm. remembered seeing hieroglyphs on the objects his father brought home that night, too. I know. That's what I'm saying. That's I really would love to see those. It has also been equally unsuccessful to determine the method of propulsion or the nature of method of transmission of the power source involved. There is an absence of identifiable wings, propellers, jets, or any conventional method of propulsion or guidance. Also, a lack of met- also a lack of metallic wiring, vacuum tubes, and similar recognizable electrical components. Again, we'd love to see attachment F this time. <laughs> gotcha. And thank you for the vacuum tubes thing. That's All where right. that came from. Re- Got it. Rev- yeah. 
our resident electrician Lennon here had to help me with that. I was like, oh, electrical components. There's a word covered up. It starts with a V, ends with an M, and, it, and the second word is tubes. What is this? Vacuum. Sounded about right. Is that is that something in your world? I mean, not really. I mean, va- sort of. I mean, you know, vacuum pump. Okay, so vacuum tubes might be wrong, but all well, I could see was vacuum pumps. I mean, it right. sounds more like a type of propulsion technology. Right. Than, so I mean, I'm assuming a vacuum tube I, sounds what it's supposed to be. I, I know. I'm just saying. All I could see was the V, and then the M. And then the next second one. All I see is the V2. Vagina man? (laughs) No, the tubes. (laughs) (laughs) The need for additional information about these crafts, their performance characteristics. I knew I was going to fuck that word up. Their performance characterizations and their purpose led to the undertaking known as the U.S. Air Force Project signed in December of 1947. Yes. In order to preserve security... Liaisons between Sign and Majestic 12 were limited to two individuals within the Intelligence Division of uh, Air Material Command whose role was to pass along certain types of information through channels. This is verbatim what's on the document, by the way. Yeah. Lots of sounds. (laughs) Turning your head makes a noise. (laughs) The project is currently operating under the code name Blue Book, with liaison, sorry, with liaisons maintained through the Air Force office, who is head of the project. Yep. On December 6th, 1950, my true parent arrived. A second object, that was 37 years before I was born. Holy shit. (laughs) A second object, probably of similar origin, impacted the Earth at high speed in, and this one again had the line covering it. It's L, it's some word, L-Guerrero area of Mexico slash Mexican border uh, after following a long trajectory through the atmosphere. Now, that was a hard one because, like I said, the Vogus was written through a couple yeah. of those words. I couldn't really tell. Right. But that's what I, I kind of think it says. You used context clues. I tried to, yeah. By the time a search team had arrived, what remained of the object had been almost totally incinerated. What could be recovered was was then transported to the AEC facility in Sandia, New Mexico, for study. She's an actress. Not Zendaya. (laughs) Sandia? Maybe it's Sandia. It's S-A-N-D-I-A. Sandia, probably. S-A-N-D-I-A? Is it San Diego and it's spelled wrong? New Mexico? No, no. I I guess I could have uh, just Google searched it, but oh well. Now, there's one more paragraph of this document, and it's it's covered mostly by the bogus. The B and the O in bogus cover most of this. So I did the best I could. I wrote the whole paragraph out, and I just put dot, dot, dot over the stuff that. So we're going to read the whole final paragraph. Cool. Hit me. I I don't want to hit you. You're already having too much issues over there. You look like a dead man. This would be riveting uh, video if we were actually (laughs) recording to use this and not just getting used to cameras. Implications for national security are of continued importance in that the motives and ultimate intentions of these visitors remain completely unknown. A A significant urgency in the surveillance activity of these crafts began May 
I saw one, and then it, so it might be May first. It might be May something teenth, and continued through the autumn of that year of this year has caused blank made blank that now developments may be imminent. It is blank these blank, as well as the obvious international and technological considerations and the ultimate need to blank public panic at all costs. So I'm guessing that one is just like deter public panic at all costs or something. The Majestic 12 group blank of the unanimous blank that imposition of the blank security precautions should continue without interruption into the new administration. At the same time, at the same time, contingency plan MJ-1949-04 piece forward slash 78 top secret eyes only should be held in continued readiness should the need to make a public announcement present itself. And that's how it ended. Huh. Then there was a bunch of things stating why it was bogus and don't listen to it. Um, nice. So that is the MJ. Majestic 12. Thank you. That is the Majestic 12 document. Cool. The best I could do. Literally, you don't even have to look it up. I just read it for you. For, 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 for. We do the research. So you don't have to. Yeah, tinfoil hats. Thank you, everybody. For, no, just kidding. <laughs> no. <laughs> so what other government document did you cover? I know you covered one. What was it called? It Again? is called the Roswell Report. God, it's so easy to remember. I keep forgetting the name. <laughs> the Roswell Report. Talk about it. Well, in 1994, the office of the Secretary of the Air Force... It's a lot of ofs. Of, finished, <laughs> of, <laughs> ...finished an in-depth examination... Of a vagina. Oh, this is what this looks like. <laughs> finished an in-depth examination of the Roswell incident following an inquiry from the General Accounting Office. Don't know who they are or how they factor in. You if it's account. Well, if it's numbers, why the fuck do they care? I don't know who they are either. I didn't think so. Account- Maybe it's accountability? I don't know. Maybe. Well, the report concluded that, yes, there was indeed a cover-up in 1947, but it was to hide the classified project Mogul. Aw. Not any crashed alien craft. Fucking Mogul back there. Back there. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's okay. Back to fucking Mogul. Yeah, if everyone remembers from last episode. Oh, my God. I don't remember. What was it? Well, Project Mogul was the the, the, <laughs> oh, the. <laughs> Project Mogul was the high altitude balloon. <laughs> I looked at the camera real funny, and he caught me. Project Mogul was the high altitude um, surveillance microphones on the balloons type deal. Right, right. So this is for Soviet tests. So the report. Con- also uh, stated that bodies that people claim to have seen and discovered mm-hmm. are actually test uh, crash test dummies from uh, the balloons themselves. Because for some reason this... They needed un- dummies. Well, this unmanned balloon, they sent dummies up on it, I guess. That's well, that's funny, because wasn't one giving another CPR? Right. Well, those first aid, sorry, first aid? Yeah. So first the aid. dummies had the, uh, the mannequin curse. Oh, God, those are creepy. From the movie, Mannequin. I've never seen it. I just understand. The Mannequin comes to life in it. <laughs> I don't, I've never seen it or heard of it. Well, anyway, of the people... Or the people are misremembering these incidents as incidents that happened in 1956 
1959, in which Air Force accidents caused pilots to be injured or killed. One of them, I think in 1956, was the one that cost the lives of 11 Air Force pilots. Jeez. Um, so either way, the bombshell that there actually was a cover-up did nothing to help the general public accept this new information other than another cover-up. Um, so with the knowledge now out there that the government did lie to the American people in 1947, how can anyone trust what they actually tell us about the incident to this day? When will we find out what actually happened? Probably never find out. Probably never. Um, but yeah, that's very confusing. Why would weather balloons have fucking test dummy, a crash test dummy? That's right. stupid. And if they're saying they're misremembering events from 1956 was the earliest one, mm-hmm. nine years afterwards, nine years is a long fucking time. You're not going to misremember something like that. I mean, right. I wouldn't think. But Well, I actually will want to touch on something about that. We'll touch Depend. on it. Depends. Touch it. I am, right now. Reach out and touch someone. Well, let's first talk about the difference between misinformation and disinformation, and then we'll continue into um, some of the theories we have. Sure, sure, sure. Misinformation is false information that is spread regardless of intent to mislead. Disinformation is false information as about a country's military strength or plans disseminated by a government or intelligence agency in a hostile act of tactical political subversion. It is also used more generally to mean deliberately misleading or biased information, manipulating narrative or facts. That's the one I want to, that second one is what I want to focus on. The deliberately misleading and, uh, deliberately misleading or biased information, manipulated narrative or facts. Sorry. It's a mouthful. It is. Come in. <laughs> that was, I said it is as the horn was blowing. That was kind of funny. Horn blows. So a disinformation agent now is someone who spreads disinformation in an attempt to discredit a story or a person. Sure. Or a group of people in this case. You followed us. Yes. If you mix a little truth in with a bunch of lies, nobody will know which is which, and now your simple encounter or experience is viewed as just another conspiracy. That is the theory of what they're doing. Always with the conspiracies. So here's what I like to talk about. So people make emotional, not rational decisions. There are studies of individuals making decisions based on a group, based on groups. Yeah. So sorry. It's okay. Based on a group's memory instead of their own memory. Uh-huh. Even when they remember correctly, but the group didn't remember correctly. They then adopt the memory as the truth of what really happened in their mind. Good, bad, or indifferent. Now, there was a a study done, and I think they used movies. But for this case, I'm going to kind of talk about it using a show. So, ten people watched a show. Okay. A whole show. We'll say it's... Lost. Uh, lost. I like it. So, in this example, we're going to use uh, the TV show Lost, like you suggested. Yes. And after the episode, they all had to answer questions individually. Not as a group. So the first nine answered the questions, handed in, it was done. Yeah. The 10th person got to read everybody's answers before they answered the questions. And on one of the questions, they thought the answer was blue, we'll say. Okay? Penny's blue. Sure. They thought the answer was blue. And everybody else wrote that it was orange. Uh-huh. So what this person did then was thought that their answer, blue, was wrong, and then followed the group... Uh-huh. And put orange, which is the wrong answer. I yes. think I said they're wrong. Blue is correct. 
and put orange, that's just the wrong answer. Because there's an outcry of orange, yes. Exactly. So if you think about that during even our own life, like if everybody's doing something you think is wrong, answering a question, you know, a lot of people change their answer thinking, oh, if the group thinks that, that must be true. And yeah. then they formulate it over time as that was the real like that was their always their memory, right? Uh, so that was a like, study. Yeah. Kind of sounds like Mandela effect. Kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, anyway, yeah. but that was kind of what the. So I guess in the actual study, like a week later, they asked the same question, like, and they still got sh- that person, he or she, whatever it was, yeah, still said orange in this example instead right. of blue, gotcha. and and distinctly remembers it as orange now. So it's it's fascinating to know how a group can change your mind even if they're wrong. Herd mentality. Herd mentality. We were kind of we were kind of grown or uh, evolved like that. Got to no, stick with no, the herd. No. Were we were we grown and shaped like that? You're right. You're onto something there. But still, yeah, the herd mentality. You stay with the herd, or you get left behind. Right. So huh. it was a fascinating study that I found. So I'm gonna I'm gonna have some questions. We're both gonna have you know. Answers to so yes. What are your thoughts on Roswell and did it happen? That's my question. I have to you. Uh, I believe it did happen. Okay. Uh, sorry, the incident I believe did happen. I'm yes. just kidding. And uh, yeah, no, whether or not there was actually any bodies involved, there. Ha- I mean, I wouldn't. I was gonna say there would have had to have been, but there not necessarily. Yeah, no, it could have been just a remote control. Yeah, uh, I think there was definitely something that happened. There was a cover-up for it that was pretty sketchy, to say the least. The initial public uh, statement, mm-hmm. press coverage they were saying, where they admitted to it, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, it, something happened and they were lying about it. Now, whether it was Project Mogul or something more nefarious, I don't right. know, we'll ever know. Well, the thing about the first initial statement they made, why would they come out with that statement if it was a weather balloon for they were using right it, just too much like why would they say that like, right. i don't i don't get if the what the end goal would be to say it was a flying saucer right or at the end at the end but in the end we found out project what project mogul was if they didn't want everyone to know about these weather balloons they still admitted it was a weather balloon so right and it just doesn't make sense so then i guess my question the already answer was do you think the government tried to cover it up Fuck you yes. already said yes. Fuck yes, hands down. And do you think the government used disinformation techniques to cover it up? You know, implanting, um, I think we touched on it in the episode, I might not have, but implanting a guy in the UFO, in the ufology community to cause, you know, uh, mistrust, like I said, mistrust and, and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. I uh, can't think of the words. I apologize. But you no, know I what know I'm what saying? You mean. Okay. Yes. Uh, yeah, no, I do believe that they definitely did some kind of misinformation. Uh, I think it started with those initial press conferences and the picture with Marcel mm-hmm. and uh, quote-unquote crash debris. Yeah. Which everyone says was different than what they actually found. Yeah. Oh, hey, this guy said it was a UFO. Let's get him with the um, debris saying this was it. And, right. Yeah. I believe they still do that to this day with the misinformation stuff. Oh, Even yeah. with all the release stuff they did the past couple of years, yeah. I think they still are have their finger on the pulse and are, here, we're going to release this so you trust us, but then we're going to make you not trust us, and it's just, well, now I don't know who to fucking trust. Right. No, they definitely still do that. So after going over the, the Majestic 12 document, what, do you, what is your thoughts on that? 
No, yeah, Majestic 12 is a pretty big thing. That's pretty wild. I actually didn't know a bunch of the. I've heard of some of those names mm-hmm. in... I've heard of some of those names and some other stories that we've covered or I've known about that we will cover. Right. Um, but it's cool that now we have names to go with some of these people that we'll, you know, I'm sure we'll recognize some of them and other stories coming up too. Yeah, that's kind of why I I did the research to figure out who these fucking people were and what they were in charge of, a part of, to kind of just, like, these were real people. Uh, granted, if you did your research right now, I'm sure you could get a collection of 12 people in higher ranks and blah, blah, blah. Right. I'm curious if I look up Majestic 12. Did, did you look up who are current Maj- members of Majestic 12? Uh, no, no, actually, I didn't. Because it was mostly about Roswell, so I just wanted to cover that. I didn't cover anything past Roswell document. So do you think it's uh, just one big hoax or a real document that the government wants to pass off as a hoax to mislead you or, you know, form of, again, disinformation technique or disinformation technique that they're throwing out there like here's all this now this is what actually happened and now we're gonna write bogus on it to make you think it didn't happen now you don't know which is which that's you know a lot of layers though it is a lot of layers but what would stop them from doing that right i mean they've put enough time and effort into trying to cover up whatever the fuck they're trying to cover up why wouldn't they put the extra effort into it roscoe hillencoder Hillen Coder, that's his name. Vanavar. Yeah, this is not the current members. They're all dead. Yeah, Vanavar died in 74. Mm-hmm. What are you trying to look up for? <laughs> I was curious about them. We'll look it up after the episode. <laughs> <laughs> what we were talking about, it. I figured it was kind of so important. Project Mogul, yep. thoughts on that? Uh, I know def- you can't touch on it, but well, yeah, that definitely happened. So you think that there's yeah. actually pictures and stuff of Project Mogul online. You can see the giant weather balloons. Like I said, I think they were like six hundred something feet. Gotcha. Huge. Yeah. Tall. But did they have dummies on them? Fuck no. Why the fuck would you have dummies on them? The whole I point agree. of these things is to be hey. unmanned okay. air reconnaissance. Okay. You don't gotta get angry with me. I'm just saying. Passion viewing from his penis. So do you th- <laughs> do you think the Roswell incident was Project Mogul? No. No. All right. So you think it was an alien craft that crashed and there was four beings that were ejected or whatever. Well, because like like we talked about in the first part, Mm -hmm. this shit crashed. There was weeks of time between it crashed. I'm sorry. Between when it crashed with uh, then Brazel grabbing the stuff and then to him turning it in. They would have been looking for it because they need all the sensors and data and stuff off of it anyway, right? I never, you know, I didn't even think about that. The fact that if it was a weather balloon, they'd kind of want the fucking shit and not just let it sit there for a while. Right? They would have known where it was and gotten it immediately. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? I do. Well, that's. I mean, that's a very good point you made. Thank you. So I agree. I also think it is uh, an alien craft that crashed, and there were bodies and. And I can't wait to actually dive into EB now. EB. That's, that's pretty cool. Yes. Um, but that'll be a later episode, not today. EB was hammered. He crashed the ship and felt bad. <laughs> well, why are they calling FUD EB, by the way? Because <laughs> EB sounds cooler. <laughs> it does. You're right. Well, FUD is now de- declared EB. <laughs> Rest in peace, FUD. <laughs> Rest in be- Well, he's not dead. He's just his name. <laughs> just his name. Well, he's dead now. Yeah, yeah. And we keep referencing Travis. If you haven't seen it, episode... F- haven't seen it. Of course you haven't seen it. If you haven't listened to it, 
Episode 15 is Travis Walton and his, his abduction. abduction story, yeah. We keep referencing FUD as a joke. FUD's there. It's, FUD it's makes his episode. appearance. I, in <laughs> I actually, I really like that episode. But So do the listeners. I noticed. Listeners really enjoyed that one. Also that enjoyed one. Missing 411. And Alcatraz. And Alcatraz. But that is that is the Roswell incident, and take with it what you may, and make your own conclusions. Believe it, don't decisions. believe it. Yeah, yeah, figure it out yourself. Yeah, but we gave you as much information as we could possibly find in our non-top secret <laughs> clearance <laughs> headquarters. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that is it. Well, ladies and gentlemen, squatches. That was our episode on part two for us. Well, as we said, mm-hmm. join us in the discussion. And let us know what you thought. Let us know your thoughts and theories. You can talk to us on our socials, on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter. The links are in our show notes. If you enjoy what we do here, don't touch my Sasquatch, and would like to support us, join our Patreon to get bi-weekly bonus shows, discounts on merch, and direct contact with us to keep the conversation going. Go in the description. Do it now. <laughs> Hit the subscribe button for auto-downloads to listen first thing every Monday morning and drop us a five-star rating. This helps us to grow and bring you more content for you to enjoy. Join us next Monday for our next stellar episode. Write us, rate us, review us, and remember, stay curious, be vigilant, and don't touch my Sasquatch. Give the old dick twist. (laughs) Peace. See ya. Well, how the hell? <laughs> More pe- hi, friend. Well, hi, friend. How you doing? I got a cramp. <laughs> really? In my foot. <laughs> I was trying to crack my toes, just like my voice just did, and my foot cramped up. <laughs> I got a cramp. <laughs> I released you. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> So they concluded concluded (laughs) (laughs) that there was a cover-up. Monster energy drink. Get yours today. Unleash your fucking monster. Online or at a store. We can't help you out. Sorry. (laughs) I ain't a sponsor. Get it yourself. What do you want me to do? Everything for you. (laughs) That's is not. Oh, that is that one. Yes. It's the goal right on the puppy. Hey. Oh, new did they say, bruv? <laughs> I pulled a Lennon and closed it out instead of just putting it in the background. Your lack of faith disturbs me. <laughs> okay, I gave him a weird accent. <laughs> We're cutting that. <laughs> I find your lack of faith disturbing. Thank it's you. close. <laughs> Curse you, jeans. <laughs> For our allergies. Okay, I'm sorry. Fuck. I didn't do it. Jesus. <laughs> that was My God, we're right getting too close to the truth. They're threatening us. It's a red light district out there. Not, nothing to do with the wife, Jesus. It's the red light. It's <laughs> 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 <Did sound> right. <laughs> I'm stuck. Oh, no. Bye. Bye.